Masechet Baba Kama Daf Chaf Bet. The Mishnah mentioned the case where my dog goes and sees someone as baking some pita on some coals and says, that looks delicious. And the dog, my dog, takes uh, some takes the pita um, uh, with a coal attached to it at the bottom and then goes over to your field and not only eats the pita, but also drops the cold on coal on your grain and fire spreads and burns the entire uh, grain uh, field. Um, in that case, I, the owner of the dog, am responsible 100% for the pita because that's shen, uh, that eating, it's eating in a normal way. Um, something that does not belong to me on someone else's grounds, uh, so that's fully responsible. However, for burning down the grain with fire, that is, I'm only responsible for half, um, because that is uh, indirect. Um, we're going to talk about now, this, this case is going to come up in the following discussion regarding fire, and we'll have to use, uh, we're going to see two analogies of what fire is like, and this a case of the Mishnah is going to come up in, in the course of the discussion. So here we go, Itmar, Rabbi Yochanan Amar Isho Mishum Chaitzav, Rabbi Yochanan says that if I cause a fire to break out and the fire spreads, that's the same as me shooting an arrow at someone or something and causing damage. That's that's my direct force, uh, just like an arrow, or we could we might say a gun. If I take a gun and shoot someone, I can't say, "Oh, the bullet did it." Right? No, it's it's that's a a, a uh, continuation of my direct force, as if I did it with my hands. I'm uh, directly responsible, and uh, that's the same as fire. Fire is the same thing. Uresh uh, however, said, "No, it's not the same." Fire is like uh, something that is my possession that does damage, like my ox. If my ox goes and does damage, yes, I am responsible, but to a lesser level than if I do it myself or with my own force. And so therefore, the liability for fire is going to be somewhat less, and we're going to see a difference between, a practical difference between them soon. First, let's figure out why wh- why does each one say what they say. doesn't say that in fact it is like uh, arrows. Uh, I I caused the fire. I lit a fire and it spreads. Isn't that same as uh, shooting an arrow and it flies? No, it's not the same. When I shoot an arrow, that's going directly from my strength. I pull the bow back. Throw the arrow, it goes from my strength. Whereas fire travels from its own strength. Um, light a fire and then the wind or just the progression of the heat of the fire um, as propels itself and therefore um, I am more liable for an arrow, that's my own direct strength, than for fire that propels itself. That was a good point, that fire propels itself. That's more like an animal that propels itself. So how come you don't agree with Resh Lakish? And he could answer that my property, like my ox, that has substance. An ox is a real thing. You can touch it and feel it. It has weight. It has mass. Uh, Whereas fire does not. 
fire, I mean, it's uh, energy, it's a reaction, um, but it doesn't have its own mass, it doesn't have substance, and therefore, you can't say, I own the fire, I can say, I own an ox, but how could you say, I, I, I own a fire? It's not something that has substance, and therefore, it's more like a force, and similar to my the force of my hand, or something that extends directly from my force, and so that is the conceptual reason that each disagrees with the other. All right, now we're going to challenge uh, each uh, opinion from our Mishnah, Tenan. We have the case of our dog here that goes and takes a pita and a coal. I understand, according to the one who said that it's an arrow, that was going to be Yochanan. So we have my dog goes and eats the pita. Okay, eating the pita, everybody agrees that's a simple case of Shen, and I'm fully liable. Now, it also took a, um, a coal and lit something on fire, and that would be a chitzav, that would be a direct force. But it's not my direct force as the owner because I didn't even touch the fire. But rather, it's something that came from the direct force of the dog. That's the same as pebbles that, you know, while animals walking and pebbles fly out. And in that case of pebbles, we saw that I have to pay half the amount because it's an indirect uh, cause from that my, my property caused indi uh, an indirect damage. And therefore, the fire is the same thing. It's as if the animal himself, it comes from the force of the animal, that's like pebbles, and flies out like pebbles and spreads and goes and, and burns down the grain. That explains that uh, why I'm half liable for the grain perfectly well. That's good for the biochanan. But according to the one who says it's fire, uh, that fire is like mamon, that's the shakish. So this fire, it does not belong to me. I am not responsible. The dog went and took someone else's uh, pita, I have to pay them, and someone else's uh, uh, coal. So that's someone else's coal. That's not my, someone else's fire, not my fire. So it's my property that did damage with someone else's property. That's not my problem. Right, that's uh, I'm not responsible for that person's fire. This is property of property, and therefore not mine, and I do not have to pay for it. Um, this is like someone else's pit, right? That um, uh, uh, that the owner of the pit is responsible. The owner of the fire is responsible, not me. So therefore, in this case, why am I liable? Why is the owner of the dog liable for paying for the grain? Pita, we understand, but not the grain. Says, you're right, for the grain, I'm really going to be not liable. Now, I had to explain the Mishnah well, as follows. Uh, we're talking about a case where the um, dog through the coal, and so for the pita bread, he's liable fully. That is a simple case. Now, the coal lands on a certain spot and is going to cause damage on that spot. That, even according to the Shakish, is, uh, is like pebbles, because we're not talking about the fire that's spreading, but rather the hot coal itself is going to burn at one spot wherever it lands. And so that's like pebbles, and that would be chatzinezik. Now, the, the heat of that coal is going to cause a fire, and the fire is going to spread 
that's not my problem. I don't own the fire, and therefore I don't. I do, in fact, do not have to pay. So the Shakish can explain. Uh, there's actually three levels of things, and yeah, you're right. For the last level, for the Kaddish, I'm not uh, uh, liable at all. When the Mishnah says half nezik, that wasn't for the grain, for all the grain, but rather only the spot that the coal landed on. And how to be Ochanan? How will be explain the Mishnah? In a simple way, and it's where the dog came, he put the coal down uh, uh, directly on the grain. And therefore, for eating the pita, and for the spot where he put it down, that's direct damage. By Both of these are direct damage by the animal and so therefore i have to pay a full amount uh, now the fire that spread from the coal well that's the same as arrows that's the same as an, uh, 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 something that comes from the force of the dog uh, which that itself would be the same as pebbles that fly out and therefore i am liable for all of the grain and that would be the explanation okay so we had the challenge again to Shakish, uh, but we were able to resolve the challenge uh, through a somewhat forced interpretation of the Mishnah that ends up saying that I'm not really liable for the grain. Uh, but nevertheless, it's a possible explanation. So we're going to try another proof. Tashema Gamal Taun Pishtan Veavar Beshut Arabim Nichnesa Pishtano Letocha Chanut Vedalku Benero Shel Chenvani Vedliket Habira Baal Gamal Hayav Hiniach Chenvani Nero Bachut Sechenvani Hayav Reviuda Omer Bener Chanukapatur We learn in the Mishnah later on in the Masechet that let's say I have a camel and it's uh, full of uh, carrying a load full of flax and the flax is all you know, big and sticking out and it's walking through the marketplace and the stores stalls along the side of the marketplace and as it's walking the flax is sticking out so much that it enters into a store owner and there's a lamp inside the store and that the the flame from that lamp ignites the flax and then the flax is on fire and now the camel as it's walking uh causes the whole building to go to, to go up in flames in this case the owner me i'm the owner of the uh camel i am liable right because the stone or store owner did not do anything wrong he has a lamp inside his store he's allowed to have a lamp in his store i have my flax sticking out and and causing things to the fire to move around i'm the cause of uh spreading the fire I should have been more careful with the flax sticking out, and so I am liable to pay for everything that burns down in the building. However, if the uh, store owner left his candle, his lamp, outside of the store, that's that's like in the middle of the street, uh, or even on the side of the street, then he's responsible. He should not have done that. He should have known that this is a, there are animals passing by, and I can't be careful of, uh, of, of a, a lamp that's out in the street. I'm allowed to have an animal walking through the public domain with flax, and I can't be that careful. Um, with other with a flame that's in the that's in the street. So in that case, the store owner should have been more careful and should not put have put his lamp outside of his store in the street, and therefore the the store owner is responsible. The biuda there says, however, if it's Hanukkah, where it's uh, customary uh, that uh, everybody puts that puts their ner Hanukkah here, just says ner Hanukkah. Sounds like. Maybe this is just one. He's not, not doing a Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai, but simple, the simple mitzvah. 
the basic mitzvah of one candle. He has so he has one lamp uh, there, and he puts it because it's Ner Chanukah. He wants to do Pirsum Nisa. He puts it in front of his store, and everybody's doing that, and that's expected to do on Chanukah. In that case, the store owner is not liable because he was within his rights during those eight days uh, to keep it out. And I, as that, as the animal owner, should know it's Chanukah. There's lots of uh, candles out. I have to be much more careful to make sure my uh, my camel's pack is not sticking out at all. All right, that's the Mishnah. We understand, according to the one who says that, fire is the same as uh, arrows. So this is called arrows of the, of the camel. This is something uh, that is caused by the, 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 act, the force of the camel. And that's why I would be liable. The camel here is passing by and he got some fire from inside and now is moving it to, to, uh, to the building. And so the camel is causing the fire to be spread by its own force. That would be the same as pebbles. And therefore, I, the owner of the camel, and I'm liable to pay half of the damage. But if we say like Resh Lakish, that fire is equal to my uh, 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 property, like an ox. So in this case, the fire does not belong to me, does not belong to the owner of the camel. It's your fire, the store owner. So my uh, my animal just... Uh, got some of your fire and moved it around, uh, but it's still your fire, not mine. I am only liable uh, for fire if I light something directly, then that's the same as uh, my animal causing damage. If I light something directly, that's my fire, then I am liable. Uh, but I, I'm not responsible for your ox that does damage, and so I'm not also not responsible if my ox um, has a hand in moving your fire, it's still your fire, and therefore I should not be liable, not even in a case where the fire was inside. says we're talking about a case not where the fire spread. It's not that my animal um, caused the fire to be to be lit. Um, and then lit one spot on the building, and then it spread across the whole building. In that case, since the fire went on its own and spread, and it's your fire, that's like mamon, not my problem, because it's not my mamon. Rather, we're talking about a case where my animal's flax got ignited from your fire, and then my animal walked the entire length of the building and lit on fire every single spot of the building. So the building burned down not because the fire spread, but rather because my animal spread it. So in other words, my animal is liable for anything that it does directly. So anything that my animal or its pack, its flax that it's carrying, anything that it touches directly, that would be like, you know, my animal goring it causes uh, damage through its direct force from its horn. So if it happens to be that its flax is on fire and touches something and that spot burns, that's a direct cause. Even as Shakish would say, that's like an arrow. That's a direct cause. Um, uh, so it's my animal goes and walks down every single inch of the building and causes the whole thing to burn down. That's why I'm liable, but I wouldn't be liable um, for uh, if a fire just lit one spot and it spread through the rest.
אוקיי, היא הכי אם אספה, אם הניח חנווני נרו מבחוץ, חנווני חייב, והיא במסכסכת עמי חייב. Now, we, the, the Sefa of the same Mishnah says, if the store owner left his, store, left his fire outside, then the, the store owner is liable. Now, why would the store owner be liable if my animal is going and directly igniting the, everything else there, then what, what does the store owner have to do with that, right? Why would he be liable? It's not, after all, his fire that spread, but rather my animal that moved it around. And the answer is Bishamda. You know what? This Mishnah is not talking about where my camel is walking and moved the fire everywhere, but rather my camel is standing in place and standing in place in front of your store and you pull the candle outside. And then that candle lit the flax and now the flax uh, uh, lit on fire the entire bundle over the whole animal, which is large. And now as it's standing in place, um, the fire then burnt directly from my camel burnt down the entire building and so that's the case that's the case where if you left your your lamp outside you are liable because it's your fire right it happens to be that my animal by standing there um, spread the fire but not because it was walking right so this is really directly your fault you put your at your your lamp in a precarious spot where it's your fault that now it's spread to the building and that's why the owner you the owner of the store is responsible now we ask if so that it's standing in one place and then it's spread all the more so that the store owner should be not liable and the camel owner should be liable because if i'm the camel owner and i see this happening i should move my camel away from the building and away from your lamp to make sure this this doesn't happen right it's just standing in place it's not doing anything and it's and it's causing the your fire to spread to the whole building i should be liable and make sure it moves oh we're talking about a case where my camel just happened to be right at that moment and on that spot had to urinate it had to go and try to move a camel when it's going can't move it it will don't it won't want to go and therefore it's beyond my my uh possibility of moving my camel out of the way so this is anus i can't do anything it's just the camel stay staying there until it's it's good and done and therefore it's your your fault the owner of the um st the store owner you should not have let put your your candle outside because it's likely that the candle is going to light other things on fire it's not because my my uh my animal moved it anywhere just by standing there the fire spread but it's your fire and uh spread everywhere so it's your problem now so now what's the difference according to this? Resha and Sefa are both when it's standing there and it won't move because it's relieving itself. So what's the difference between the Resha and the Sefa? In the Resha, the, I, the owner of the camel, am liable because I should not have overloaded it with uh, flax so much that the flax is going to stick into the store and then go and, and be lit on fire. That's my responsibility. If it does get lit on fire and now it spreads to the flax and from the flax to the building 
I am responsible, even according to Resh Lakish, but not because it's not because the fire spread. The fire itself directly, the my animals, uh, which is on fire, is touching the building directly and causing it to be damaged. That is a direct cause of my animal, and that would be the same as pebbles. Whereas in the Sefa, the store owner is liable because he should not have left his um, lamp outside. And so it's his problem that, yeah, there's going to be animals that are going to be walking there or stopping there. And um, then the, your fire, it's your fire that spread, and that is your mammon, your problem, not my problem. Um, just happened to be that my animal was a conduit um, to uh, to moving the fire. Um, however, um, uh, my animal had a right to be there, and I could not have possibly moved it anyway. And therefore, the store owner is responsible. And so there we go. We can explain that case also according to both opinions. So now yet another attempting attempted proof. Tashema hamadikat hagadish vayagedi kafut lo veayved samuch lo venisraf imo chayav. So I go and I light your stack of grain. Now it happened to be that in addition to the grain, there was a goat that was tied to that stack of grain and that got burnt and died also. And there was also a slave nearby. The slave is not tied to it. And I go and, but the slave for some reason didn't move away and got burnt and died. So I am liable for the grain and for the goat. I have to pay the monetary amount for the grain and the goat. I am not responsible for the death of the slave because the slave is a human being who has a brain and he, the slave should have seen, hey, there's things are, this is a fire. I smell smoke here. He should have seen that there's a fire and he should have run away. He just sits there and allows himself to get burned to death. That's not my problem. Okay, so therefore I am responsible for the monetary amount um, but not of the of the grain and the goat, but not the slave. The second part says, but what if the slave was tied uh, tied there, um, is tied up, and he couldn't he couldn't walk away? And there's also a goat that's nearby. The goat really doesn't matter if it's tied up or not. The goat we you know may not realize um, uh, until it's too late. Um, and uh, then, and all three of them uh, get totally destroyed. The grain and the uh, gets destroyed, and the goat and the slave die. In that case, I do not have to pay for the grain and the goat because I am liable for murder for killing the slave. The slave was tied up, and I went and caused a fire, and it wouldn't wasn't able to run away. I get capital punishment. And we have a rule: Kim le midrabamine. If someone does one action which causes him to be liable to death penalty and monetary payment, we only give him the more severe punishment, which is a death penalty. And well, that's bad enough. And I don't have to pay the monetary amount. Okay, so that's um, that's the Mishnah. Later on, we understand. If we say that, according to like Rabbi Yochanan, that fire is the same as arrows. So now this is my direct causation. Um, I caused this. I, I caused this fire, and as the fire moves around, it's like an arrow. And so if I shoot an arrow and kill a person. I am liable, death penalty. I, I can't say it's the arrow's fault. I didn't do it, right? You're, you're liable to murder. Um, even if you shoot someone with a gun, you don't have to kill someone with your bare hands to be liable to murder. So that makes sense. Uh, even if I just lit the one part of the uh, of the grain and then the fire spread 
and killed the goat and the slave, I am directly liable. But according to Reshakish, who says that fire is like my ox that I own, so then why do I not have to pay for the, uh, the, the grain and the goat? I should have to pay for it, and I should not be liable to capital punishment because think of the grain, think of the fire as if it were an ox. If my ox went and killed a slave, what's the, what's the punishment? I have to pay 30 coins. That's in the Torah. Third, not death penalty, because my ox did it. I didn't do it um, uh, uh, directly. And therefore, um, in this case, since um, I, it's like, as if my ox went and killed a person uh, and caused other damage, I would have to pay 30 shekel and plus the other damage. So here also, I lit something on fire. Now the fire spread, that spreading fire is, I'm only liable the same as an ox. So I should have to pay a monetary amount and therefore pay for the slave and for the grain and for the goat. But I should be liable in this case. Why would, how would you say, why would you say patur? Question to Resh Lakish. So he explains, this is a bit gory, um, but I'm assuming it's theoretical. Uh, we're talking about a case where the perpetrator lit the slave on fire directly. He tied him up and then lit him on fire. And therefore, even the Neshakish agrees that if you um, apply fire directly to something, that is certainly your direct action. You can't, that's not because of the spread of the fire, that's, uh, that's direct causation. And therefore, of course, you would be liable as to capital punishment for murder for doing that. And that's the, that's the case. And then the fire uh, went and uh, uh, spread and, and uh, killed the goat and burned the grain. And so therefore, since I'm getting capital punishment, I do not have to, do not have to pay for the grain. So again, it's a bit of a forced explanation to assume that, but that's how he could um, get around uh, explaining the Mishnah. We ask, Why, if that's the case, then what's the, what's the chidush of the Mishnah? We already know the principle of Kim that you get only the bigger punishment so uh so of course if i if uh he um lit a person on fire directly he'd be capital punishment and wouldn't have to pay oh the chidush is um is a case where uh, one person owns the goat and a different person owns the slave i might have thought that since i caused damage to uh, two different people. One, I killed a slave, and that's and that's uh, one liability uh, to capital punishment. And the other one is um, I caused the, it's capital punishment there because it's not like an ox killing it. I lit him on fire directly, so that's absolute murder. Even for a slave, um, I have to pay. Uh, I have to get I get capital punishment. Um, and so for one of them, I caused I caused him damage that that I'm liable for capital punishment. The other person who owned the goat, I am liable to him to pay for his goat. So I might have thought that even though it's one action, we do not apply Kim Lebedrabamine because of the liabilities to two different people. And so maybe I would have to get pay for the goat and also get capital punishment. So that's the chidush of this Mishnah, to that we apply Kim Lebedrabamine even when there are two different victims and I'm liable to one person money and one person I am liable to death penalty for what I did to his uh, property. And we still apply Kim Dara and I only get capital punishment and do not have to pay the owner of the goat.
Okay, and final attempt to resolve this for today. Tashema sholechet be'ira be'et haresh shote ve'katan. Patur midine adam ve'chaya bidine shamayim. I have a fire and I call, I, I give the fire to a deaf mute, uh, someone not mentally competent or a minor. And um, and then that, uh, uh, um, so here I say give it to him and then they are irresponsible. Well, they're not responsible people and the fire then goes and causes damage. I, do, I am not liable in the hands of a court. I am liable in heavenly court. I am responsible. Uh, but when I go to human court, that's what we're focusing on now. Um, they do not hold me liable because um, I didn't uh, do it directly. I didn't burn, I burn something down directly. I put it in the hands of, uh, right, of uh, a minor who, if I mean, if he just did nothing and sat there, the fire would not spread. So it's the minor who caused it to spread, and therefore I am not responsible. Now, according to the Biochanan, this is fine, because he said that a fire is the same as someone's uh, arrows, and uh, this would be therefore the arrow of the Cheresh. Um, if uh, the Cheresh goes and takes a gun and kills someone, the Cheresh is uh, responsible, not me. Um, so it's it's the it's his direct force, and so he's a human being who is responsible for his actions, even though he's not fully mentally competent. But he doesn't go doesn't go to me. But if you say that fire is the same as money, like an ox, if I gave my ox to a minor or a deaf mute or or, or a, a someone mentally incompetent to watch, and they're not competent to watch my ox, would you say I'm not liable? A few days ago, we saw a distinction between an ox and a fire um, regarding giving it to a minor, uh, whereas an ox is going gonna, is gonna to go and cause damage if it's not watched. But a fire is not going to do anything if it's just sitting there uh, safely as I left it. Um, and so there, and therefore, the Cheresh has to go and actively do something to spread the fire by moving it to some other place. And so that's the, the miner's fault, whereas the bull, if it just does nothing, is going to cause damage by itself. So we understand that distinction, but now um, this is a problem for Resh Lakish, because, as we said, according to Biochanan, if it's as, if fire is the same as its own force, so then the Cheresh, his own force, he went and punched something. I'm not responsible if a miner goes and, and, and does damage directly, uh, but if it's my... Um, if the fire is the same as my ox, well, if my ox is, I entrust it with the miner, I'm responsible. Therefore, fire, I should also be responsible. Oh, Lakish already answered this question by saying that in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, when do we say that I am not liable when I entrust a fire with with a miner, that's only if I gave him a coal. Uh, it was a coal, and and just if you leave it, it'll go out. And then the miner went and he fanned the coal and caused it to um, be go be hotter and uh, be on fire. And so therefore, that's uh, the 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 miner's fault, not my fault. However, if I give it a live fire, if I give it a whole flame, uh, a torch. Then I am liable because and there, there the damage is self-evident. It's definitely going to cause damage, and so you see that in fact a fire does have the same law 
as a fire that's a whole flame, in fact, does have the same law as an ox when it's a fire. And this, uh, don't ask me a question from this Mishnah, because that was only talking about a glowing coal, but that it would have gone out on its own. Where So therefore, that's not my fault. That's, that's relatively a safe thing. Um, by itself, it was not going to cause fire. But, um, and so that's fine. But a glowing, a, fi- a coal that's actually on fire, a flame, that is the same as an ox. And I am liable if the miner that I entrust it with goes and uh, ends up uh, having it cause damage. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees and says, even if it's a flame, I am not liable. Rabbi Yochanan thinks that it's the 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 deaf mute's handling of the flame that's what caused the flame to go to go and spread, right? It's because yeah, I gave him a flame, but then he directly uh, moved the flame and caused it to spread, and therefore the deaf mute is is responsible for his own actions, and it's not my problem. When would it be? Yochanan agree that I am responsible only if I go and I give the deaf mute, uh, give him chopped wood, kindling chips, and a fire, and all that. So we, now he has everything. Like no matter what he does, the, this gonna, he's going to cause a blaze and is going to cause a fire. So there, yes, I'm de- directly responsible. But just for a flame, as long as he keeps the flame right within the uh, uh, boundaries of a safe space and doesn't go off and uh, and light something purposely um, uh, or mindlessly, as long as it doesn't do that, um, it, the fire would be safe. So if I really give him all everything that he would uh, possibly need to uh, cause a fire very, very easily, then I'm, I'm directly responsible. But otherwise, um, a fire is his direct arrow. It's the cause of the uh, the deaf mute himself, and therefore, just like a deaf mute takes some some dangerous item and starts a, a, a you know weapon and starts causing damage, it's their their fault, not my problem, because it's their direct um, action. Uh, so too the same with fire. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.